Kaya FM podcast. Kaya Talk on Kaya 959. On the street, on the air. Right, we start first up with new guidelines for the automotive industry. The Competition Commission has published its guidelines for South Africa's automotive aftermarket, which aims to promote more competition around motoring issues such as manufacturing, repairs, insurance and financing. The guidelines have also been developed specifically to promote economic access, inclusion and greater spread of ownership for historically disadvantaged individuals. Now, these guidelines will take effect from the 1st of July this year. I'm joined now by Kanisa Kobo, uh, Competition Commission Advocacy. Thank you so much for joining me this evening. Thank you very much, Sumitra, and good evening to your listeners. Right, so take us through what prompted these changes. Sumitra, this has been a long road uh, to get us here over a decade. We have been receiving complaints, uh, particularly from SMEs, about a range of issues uh, that uh, were were deemed to be anti-competitive in terms of the allegations that were made uh, to us. Um, So some of these issues related to uh, appointment on insurance panels and access to spare parts Mm -hmm. uh, from OEMs. Uh, applications in uh, you know for dealerships uh, and so on and um, until we came to a point where we sought a holistic solution to address the challenges in the industry and so we have been working then with the sector to uh, to get to this point and we have now issued these guidelines okay so take us some of the things that will change come first july this year Sumitra, the changes are expensive Mm -hmm. uh, and a range of stakeholders are affected here, uh, particularly the uh, OEMs, which are the car brands, and the independent service providers, in other words, those who are not necessarily affiliated or accredited by OEMs, and of course, consumers uh, are affected. And I would say, perhaps for your listeners at home, the you know greatest change uh, for them uh, would be the fact that they would have greater choice in the service and maintenance or repair of their vehicles. And we do hope that uh, with the provisions that we've put in the guidelines, um, if they are implemented, uh, this would yield um, to lower prices as well for consumers. Um, so... Um, I don't know if I can expand a little bit more. Okay, go for it. Yes. Um, so as it is, um, uh, you know, as from 1st of July, uh, consumers will be able to service, maintain or repair their vehicles at any service provider of their choice during the warranty uh, period. And they will have a choice uh, of whether to purchase their vehicle with a service plan uh, or without one. And they will have choice about what type of spare parts to use in the service of their vehicle during the warranty period, whether these are original or non-original parts. And those consumers who have insurance cover uh, should have options, wider pool of options um, for which they can take uh, their cars for uh, repairs, uh, you know, in the event of uh, motor body uh, damages. So I would say these are, uh, in summary, some of the major changes that we would see from 1st of July. Some of these changes that you mentioned, really, really good news for consumers because it's been very expensive. It, as you know, you know, repairing your vehicle becomes, uh, an, you know, a, a, you need a budget on its own for that. And of course, when there's unforeseen circumstances as well, if there's an accident or 
or anything, repairs can become very expensive. The number to dial if you have any questions for my guests this evening is 086-00959, the WhatsApp line 63 Give us a call if you have any questions. I'm talking to Kanisa Trobo and she is a competition commission advocate and we're talking about the changes that will take effect on the 1st of July this year and this pertains to the automotive industry and of course for car owners. Now, Kanisa, you're talking about the OEMs. Those are the original equipment manufacturers. How does that affect them for businesses that are in um, this space? This means more competition. This means more uh, suppliers can come on board, right? Certainly, um, we do see these interventions as an opportunity to grow and expand the market. It does um, require some changes to the business models uh, of the OEM, um, as it does, for that matter, for independent service providers. I think all service providers uh, within uh, the, uh, the industry would be expected um, to make certain changes to ensure that Uh, consumers remain safe and that they are able to exercise uh, their choices in these matters. Uh, One example uh, that would affect OEMs is this area of uh, service and maintenance plans. And as we know here in South Africa, uh, when one purchases a new vehicle, um, typically it is offered with a service and maintenance plan bundled within that cost of that vehicle. Um, And so Consumers often are not aware that these service and maintenance plans are value-added products. You know, they are separate and costed products to the vehicle and and that uh, there should be transparency about about the costing, um, you know, that is involved in the purchase of a vehicle. And so these are some of the provisions we have put in the guidelines so that consumers can exercise their choice and when they do purchase service and maintenance plans with their vehicle, they do so knowingly. Uh, we also hope, of course, that there would be more competition in this area such that these service and maintenance plans could be designed in various ways. It need not be that it's only 100,000 kilometers, five mm. years. Perhaps there could be various iterations uh, of this, and we do hope there could be some uh, competition uh, introduced there as well. Consumers should be able to purchase these service and maintenance plans from third-party providers. It is not obligatory that uh, they purchase these from OEM. And in the in this instance, um, you know, a consumer would be able to then use a third party service provider and um, you know, a provided um service and maintenance plan even with an ISP, even with an independent service provider. And so we do expect um, some uh, significant changes uh, in this area and that consumers would have a lot more choice and certainly clarity about uh, what it is um, that they are buying and all of the elements that are included Mm. in the price. For which they pay when they purchase the vehicle. So this is you're talking about the unbundling. So basically, the car price would be separated from the service plan or the maintenance plan. I'm assuming that not everybody was happy uh, about this because I mean, you know, car makers uh, basically sell this as an incentive. You know, they add it on and they say, you know, you can get five years, seven years in some instances, service plans and maintenance plans. This now would have to be separated. It can be separated or it can remain bundled. So within the guideline, we are giving consumers uh, these options. 
Um, I think here the principle just to emphasize again is around uh, transparency. Mm. Um, these uh, service and maintenance plans, you know, are not complementary uh, as they may be sold uh, to us. In fact, it is quite a unique arrangement here in South Africa. Uh, you look in other countries, particularly in the home countries of the OEMs in the north, it is not uh, the norm that uh, one gets a, a value-added product with their vehicle. Um, and so what we are simply saying is, uh, give consumers that choice. Uh, it, it is certainly efficient, I think, for many uh, consumers that it makes sense that you would get this plan from the OEM. But there may be categories of consumers, depending on the, you know, the, the vehicle type and model, who may not deem these service and maintenance plans to be uh, necessary. And so, the, you know, those uh, consumers should have the choice to not purchase a service and maintenance plan, as, you know, it, should it not be required. Some OEMs have indicated to us that these built-in and, you know, these costs within the vehicle. And so in that sense, they can claim that they are offering them on a complementary basis uh, or, or even as a way of uh, competing uh, with each other. But consumers need to just be aware when they purchase these vehicles as to, you know, is it really complementary uh, or is it a hidden cost? that is bundled within the cost of my vehicle. Kanisa, will this have any impact on insurance? Because often they tell you that you can only take your car for repairs to a reputable automotive repair store or, um, you know, an auto body store. How will that impact insurance or will it have any impact on insurance? Uh, there certainly is an impact for insurance uh, on multiple levels. Um, when uh, an insured consumer um, during the warranty period um, you know, has uh, some damage to the vehicle, the insurer will send that uh, consumer to an OEM-approved repairer. And so we have preserved that arrangement within the, uh, the guidelines because we recognize that and many of these repair shops have made investments to meet the standards of these OEMs uh, within their facilities and workshops. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that will uh, remain the case that if you are insured and during the warranty period there's some damage to uh, your vehicle, um, the insurer will take you to an OEM-approved motor body repairer. Of course, outside of the warranty period, we know that insurers would then take you to or channel consumers to um, service provider that they have selected. In other words, insurer approved service providers. Um, And so there too, we have uh, put in some provisions that um, there should be uh, options given to consumers, preferably uh, close to the locality where they reside. Uh, ideally, you want to be given two or three options. We mm-hmm. all know um, all of us who own cars, uh, in, you know, in, in cases where we have to wait for two or three weeks uh, because a, a particular service provider who's located, you know, 30 kilometers from where you reside, and, you know, is not uh, is fully booked. And this need not be uh, the case. Um, you know, one of the uh, big complaints uh, or common complaints we receive um, are from um, 
it's historically disadvantaged individuals who um, claim that there are opaque uh, criteria about joining these insurance panels um, and that even uh, when um, they are able to join uh, these insurance panels, often they are not allocated uh, work. And so within the guidelines, we are um, putting provisions in place that there should be fair allocation of work. It can only benefit consumers if they are able to repair their vehicles close to where they live. Kanisa, thank you so much for explaining that to us. Thanks for that information. Kanisa Robo, Divisional Manager for, uh, Manager for Advocacy at the Competition Commission. I'm joined now by Mutsaka Ledwaba, owner of a Midrand-based auto body repair shop, LaTeX. Thank you very much for joining me, Mutsaka. What does this mean for you? Thank you, Sumitra, and uh, the listeners of Kaya FM. Uh, it is a big, it's a big win for the industry, and it's exciting to realize that you know, uh, at finally, the competition commission has, has, has uh, obviously considered the call that has been made. But it also helps, you know, the the collaboration between the, the you know the expertise within the industry. I think it's very important that we recognize the fact that you know there's always been segregation, but also also isolation and, and discrimination, especially from the small players and mainly who are black owned. So mm. it's a very exciting uh, uh, initiative from the Competition uh, Commission. But we also encourage that you know we would like you know to request from the Convention Commission to try and interact with the policymakers out there, you know, especially from the transformation point of view and the PE, you know, to ensure that, you know, black players who are really trying hard to play in the space are given an opportunity. I think this, uh, this, uh, these new guidelines, of course, places you in a much better position. While it is good news for consumers, it is for, um, you know, repair shops as well, because more people come on board. It gives you, as Kanisa was saying, there's more transparency and also, you know, it, it levels the playing field almost. But how then do you manage? I mean, what are the requirements for you to get up to speed in terms of, um, uh, making sure that you are giving a professional service at all times? meeting the standards required by the industry for um, auto body repairs. So Metro, just to give you a, 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 a process into how you get involved into operating the main space, firstly mm. you have to go through the compliance process where you get audited by uh, the grading you know, uh, association, the likes of RMI, CRA, uh, and eventually Sabra, Sambra for grading. And you also go through the process of OEM, you know, approval process, where, you know, they ensure that you are up to speed with what they require. The challenge that we have, you know, is that with that process comes a cost. And the cost that we have to incur to make sure that we align ourselves with the requirements is very taxing. To have a mm. standard shop, you have to have close to about seven million in terms of making wow. sure that the equipment is there. It's very sad that after you've invested that much money, mm. you still get segregated because, you know, they'll still say. And after investing that money, you expect to get support so that you can up, get up to speed with the cosmetic, you know, uh, uh, shortcomings that might be of either service or quality and all those kind of things. But you can only master those when you get full support. So if we get minimal support, you are not going to be able to uphold that because it's costly also. For you to maintain the quality is cost, you need to get the right skill. For you to maintain good service in terms of turnaround, you have to get the right people to in place. So if you don't have support in terms of work allocation, they're not going to be able to maintain the requirements in the industry. So some of the guidelines are helping the 
collaboration between the in the you know between the, the, the expertise within the industry from you know auto body uh, to mechanical to dealerships and all those kind of areas i think it's, it's, it's a win we just need to find ways to work together so that we can all be aligned to the requirement. The main thing is to save the plant and the plant must be happy. Absolutely. I mean, when you talk about the support, where exactly do you want the support to come from? From the auto body space, obviously, mm-hmm. the support in terms of the allocation, there's still, there's still not fair allocation on repairs area by area. There, there's people who are getting more and there's people who are getting less work. And with the transformation that we're trying to bring into the industry, it makes it difficult for blacks 100% black-owned, you know, players to be in the mainstream and to also address the disparities that are, are, are there at this point. But let's be fair. Small players are the ones who are creating employment. Currently, we have yep. shortcomings in terms of creating employment because big players are already, you know, in the ceiling in terms of creating employment. These small players are the ones, the more they increase capacity and the more they get more support, they create more, you know, employment, they hire more skills so that, you know, you know, people are also employed. So if we don't give them that support in terms of job, you know, a unit allocations from insurance and even from fleet companies, the job creation becomes limited. Absolutely. Well, we wish you luck. And obviously, this is a step in the right direction. The support, I suppose, will come after that. But now, I mean, consumers have choice from the 1st of July. They can decide where they want to take their vehicles for repairs. And of course, you know, um, you being on the list on in, in terms of, you know, people wanting to come to you. This, of course, is good news also for auto body repair shops as well. Thank you so much for your time uh, this evening. Thanks for chatting to us. That was Mutsaka Ledwaba, owner of uh, auto body repair shop LaTeX that's based in Madrid. Kaya Talk on Kaya 959. On the street, on the air. Kaya FM podcast. Go to kayafm.co.za for more.